Hey y'all, and welcome to this episode of Kayla's Coffee Moments, where we're having conversations like you would with your friends around a coffee table. We're chatting and listening and learning about topics that matter to us. So grab your coffee and come on in y'all. It's going to be good. Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Kayla's Coffee Moments. Um, This week on the podcast, I have my cousin Kelly. Say hi, Kelly. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Um, I asked Kelly to be on this. Uh, This is probably the last conversation part when it comes to this leadership series. And so I'd ask, I was like, it's it's a little further away. And it was, it was probably like five weeks out. And then it all of a sudden crept up on us. So, um, but before we get into that, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Uh, So like Kayla said, we are uh, cousins, but we are also uh, really close friends, more like sisters. Um, I am married to my husband, Tim. Um, This is our, we will be 10 years this November. That's crazy. crazy. Um, And we have three children. Um, My daughter, Emily, who is almost eight. And then we have twin boys who are five and a half. And I'm a physical therapist by profession. Um, I work at a clinic and run a clinic uh, in a nearby town here and have been doing that for, well, I've been a therapist for 11 years. Wow. And I love my job. Yeah. Yeah. This is, you're kind of at the dream job at this point. I thought of that the other day. You had talked about, I mean, you're here in our home community and in a small, smaller clinic. Yes. Serving the people of this community and then also like it's a intimate yes I, group that you work with yes, like it's a family been, oriented group yes blessed with really great coworkers and yeah. staff and we just really it, it couldn't have asked for a better group to kind of come together um not knowing each other before we started this right um and yes my dream had always been to be in Barber County and work but it took 8 years before we got right. there so Yes, very thankful. We, I'm finally home. Finally home. Yep, <laughs> yep. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, like Kelly said, um, she and I have been. I've looked up to her for a long time, and so I knew. Like I said, I knew when I was doing the leadership series, one that it was really important, but two, just I mean, there's a lot of people that I think we can think of absolutely that have been leaders in our lives, but the conversations I have with toby and dad and you all leaders in my life in different ways but also just the conversations and i think for you and i i don't know that we've definitely had this conversation before but we've been in this situation in life together yes and so it just made sense to me of like i have seen you walk through this you have been with me as I've walked through this and that sort of thing. And that's what today we're talking about. How do you be a leader when you don't have the quote unquote title as leader? So when you're not the president of the company or you're not, I mean, even, you know, you're not the parent, but you're the older sibling or for you, you're the younger sibling, (laughs) but the only girl and no one would disagree. The more responsible sibling. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. Brothers. But, um, I don't think you disagree either, but just in your personality, that's that's the kind of role you took on. Yeah. And so how do you still act as a – because Dad and I talked about last, last episode, there's a humility you have to have. Absolutely. As a leader. And so how do you do that 
not get prideful because you're like, oh, I'm a good leader, even though I don't have the title. What's that balance? And so that's what we really wanted to talk about today. So there's a few, I guess, maybe caveats, different situations. But the first one is, what do you think of like when you hear like, hey, that person's a leader, but they don't have that title? Like what what are the characteristics you think of? Or, or maybe even a situation, maybe you even have an example of, but what are things that come to mind when you're thinking of, hey, that person's a leader, but not necessarily in title form? Um, I think a lot of it you guys have talked about with some of your other episodes, it doesn't matter title or not, if the person has those leadership um, s- skills or those mm-hmm. leadership characteristics. Um, you know, obviously, like, like you guys have said, you've got to, it's got to be somebody trustworthy. It's got to be somebody dependable, somebody who's honest. Um, you know, if, if you can't trust them, then nobody's going to look up to right. them, title or not. Um, so it's got to be somebody that you know is going to be on your side and, and working towards the goal of the group or the company or whatever right. it may be, um, whether or not they're the ones in charge or not. Um, and I think too, like, like we said, there, there definitely has to be that humility there because if, especially if you don't have the title, but you're still working toward the greater goal, you know, the good of whatever your organization may be, then you've got to realize that you're not going to get the glory. You're not going to get the accolades. You're not going to get the rewards, whatever it may be, but still have that drive and that hope of success. Yeah. Yeah, I think of the um, phrase "run in your own lane." Yeah, I, we've I've heard that a lot over the years. Of you know, and I think it pertains a lot to me personally because my personality is I always tell people I make a great assistant right right? like I tell me how I can help you manage something yes don't ask me to figure out how to manage it kind of thing and so but because my personality then is let me do all the things Mm -hmm. and it's like no know what you're good at and have the the humility and the understanding of your capabilities and your team's capabilities absolutely to know where their strengths are and and those sorts of things so that's been a real I guess learning curve for me I know what I like to do Mm -hmm. um but understanding like what is mine to do and what is mine to not do and to ask for help and things like that so um yeah I think that's that's really important and like you said I think you can see that in a lot of the, the two other episodes we talked about. But the thing that really came to mind, and like I said, that I knew I could talk to you about and we could do so in a kind way, yes. is how do you lead well when you used to have a title and you no longer do? Now, mm-hmm. there's there's a few situations to that. So I want, so everyone's not thinking on the same like, there are times where you have a title and it's taken from you, yes. right? You know, yes. you had a, a management position and somebody in came in and put somebody else in that position and you either lost your job or got demoted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes rightfully so. And sometimes not like we know those situations happen, but also sometimes, you know, terms come up. So yes. like government leaders have so many years and then 
Their time they, is up. Their time is up. Either yeah. they don't get reelected or you can't. Like some mm-hmm. positions you can't have infinite terms. Right. So, you know, and then or sometimes they're trying to make a lateral move in, in jobs and it doesn't happen and just all those things. So there are some times where it is, it has to happen or I even, you know, sometimes you move. Right. You know, if for some reason your family had to up and move, you're no longer the head per- physical therapist in Barber County because you, your location doesn't allow that. Right. So then no one cares. You know, you it's in your resume and that's great, but like that doesn't mean you're going to go in as the top and be head the boss again. Right, right. Exactly. So like what does that look like and keep I guess maybe keeping those leadership skills or continuing to hone those leadership skills when you had the title and now you no longer do. So, I think Thinking back on some situations that you and I have been in Mm -hmm. that mirrored this sort of situation, I guess what I, what I think most on is if I, if I truly care about the organization Mm -hmm. or the business or whatever the group may be, I have got to find the way to still support Mm -hmm. the new leader, whoever that may be, in my best way possible. So again, humility, I've got to humble myself to know that if I truly want success for said group, then I got to swallow my pride if, you know, for whatever reason, if I'm no longer leader, um, and I've got to find the way to best support that person. So I need to do my job or, or help or assist or whatever the case may be to the best of my ability to allow them to have better success. Even if it looks completely different Absolutely. than what you were doing. Yeah. And the hard part becomes, so what if that person comes in and you don't always agree yeah. with how they're doing or what they're doing? Fair. And so, again, I think then it comes down to, you know, for us, I know because our faith is so important to us, it we got to make sure it still lines up with what we believe. Right. You know, obviously if it doesn't, then we are probably walking away from that. But otherwise, if you can still support that, then you've got to find your way to do that. Um, And, you know, let them know that you're there to help and assist in whatever way you can. um, And just know that, make sure they know that you're there to support them. Yeah. I think that's, I, the, the thing it comes back to again, I can't seem to get away from the humility part, but also I like how you said the, if I'm working for the good of the group, mm-hmm. like your your goal shouldn't have changed. Right. Like if just some shuffling around happens, whether it's new people or even just like you said, like we're you're rotating some things around, um, then the goal generally shouldn't change. Now, in all good businesses, organizations, society things that matter change right priorities change so right. like goals can to can adjust yes you may have reached a goal and now you've got to set a new one or whatever or someone may have a new idea of how to reach that goal or how to best be part of a community or what's important or whatever and so i think again having that op- open mind comes a lot but i think that falls under humility maybe of that idea of like 
hey, I may not know all the answers. Right. Or, you know, and as long, like you said, as long as it doesn't pull out any unethical things or immoral or anything like that, mm-hmm. following along and listening and supporting others the best to your ability. And I think, again, knowing your capabilities is a big part of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But hopefully, <laughs> if you were in a leadership position, you hopefully were already working on that or whatever. But yeah, um, I think the other part is that when I think about like new people coming in mm-hmm. or you needing to move or whatever that looks like, um, I guess how... Because you've had, right, we've had to do that with even just college, like making new friend groups and things like that. Or, yes. you know, ch- new people coming to to church or when we were in 4-H, you had new kids come to camp and mm-hmm. you were leaders then, that sort of thing. How do you see where you have been a leader there with people who maybe you didn't know, like you were the the new person or when there are a lot of other new people coming into that, where do you see that those leadership capabilities were were forming um, when it wasn't, you know, within the group of everyone knew you. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. I I think, and it's not something that I've always been the best at, but I think when, when you are incorporating new people, you've got to be open. You know, mm. you've got to make sure that those people are feeling welcome. And I think sometimes depending on the, the culture and the environment, it's very easy to get stuck in traditionalism, you know, oh, yeah. in those, this is how we've always done it. And this is how we're always going to talk do it. about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but when you're bringing these new people in as a good leader, I really feel like you need to be open to new ideas and new ways of doing things and, and open your, you know, open up to these people and give them the chance to bring in new ideas and fresh well, ideas. And also explain I think a lot of times people get in routines Mm -hmm. and people are like, we've always done it that way. And people aren't opposed to it. They just, they're curious and they're like, okay, why? Right. Like it's working or maybe it's not working. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why? Right. And I think a lot of times because culturally you see like, oh, we've always done it that way. Mm -hmm. Then people are like, okay, but it's not working. Yes. Or people don't, their answer is, well, we've always done it that way. Okay, well, why? Like, let's let's keep asking. Let's keep right. asking that question. And sometimes you get to the point of like, well, I don't really know. Okay, well, then this is why maybe a new idea would be good or something. Exactly. But yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so you don't have the title or you've had a title and it's been lost for whatever reason, good or bad whatever that may look like um what i think in in i guess another part of that would be how would you encourage so we we you and i work with younger the younger generation a lot you have kids that you are your daughter is a fierce leader yes she has won it or not <laughs> she is a fierce leader yeah. um and so which is great because she's the oldest and so yes. she kind of that's innate in her but so as 
to encourage those coming up in leadership, especially now, because I think for you and I, as we were growing up, at least where we're from, your life, how things went in your life were kind of laid out for you. There was like this expectation of like, you're going to go to school and you're going to graduate high school and then you're going to go to college or you're going to go to trade or you're going to go to um, armed forces. Right. Um, those were like your three options that were presented to us. And then, you know, and then you're going to go on and you're going to come out with this degree or certificate or whatever. And then you'll have this many kids and you'll get and, and it was very systematic Mm -hmm. not in a bad way i'm not knocking it because that was how life went Mm -hmm. but we're not seeing that now for a lot of different reasons good and some sad of like kids are graduating high school and you know going off for a year or they're going straight into the workforce because you don't necessarily need a college degree for that or whatever that may be and so we are having younger generate or they're starting small businesses right as teenagers which is fantastic so how would you encourage the this younger generation who seem to be stepping up as leaders younger mm-hmm. um how would you encourage them and like they almost feel like they have to strive to become a leader because of their uh age and because of their what some some people would see as a lack of experience or something, how would you encourage them um, and how to move forward, I guess, from there? Yeah, so I guess I think back to like when I was a high school yeah. student and in, in even into college. So if you've listened to Kayla's podcast, we talk about the Enneagram a lot. Yeah. I am a type <laughs> nine. Guess you are. <laughs> to the T. I love all my nines. So um, innately... I, I'm not confrontational. I'm not somebody who typically kind of jumps into the midst of things. But yeah. as a high school and college student, I was very driven. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a little almost OCD about some things. <laughs> not as much now since having children. But yeah. <laughs> I used to be very much so. And um, so I think when I think back on those times, like, I think drive is important. And yeah. I think that's something that my husband and I talk a lot about with our kids is that I want to be sure that they feel a sense of drive and responsibility. Um, one of my biggest vices is entitlement and it really is a struggle for me when I see people who feel entitled and I want my kids to know the importance of working hard for something. Right. And I think, you know, like with social media and things that have changed since I was in high school, I, you know, kids today can become leaders in so many different ways yeah. and formats and, you know, all these things. So I think today when I think about the the generation of high school and college age kids, like, I think I would just encourage them, like, one, don't be afraid. Like, yeah. if you feel driven and, and focused on a, on a goal and a position, um, or, you know, starting something or whatever it may be, like, don't be afraid if you're confident in it, you know, right. you feel like that's what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but also I think, you know, don't be afraid to opening up and taking advice from people who've been there. You yeah. Know? At that age, it is harder. You know, let's be honest. We've all gone through spells where we were like, our parents don't know what they're talking about and I'm not going <laughs> to listen to them. Yeah. But there, there is an importance in taking wisdom 
Yes. From people that you trust. Um, so I would encourage that in our youth, you know, don't always just knock it off as well, they're just trying to tell me what to do. Right. Um, but you know, for us with our faith, I'd say pray about it for sure. Yeah, for um, sure. But if you feel like God's, if that's where God's leading you, then he's leading you there for a reason. Right. I mean, you look at the people in the Bible, he used teenagers for a whole lot of important roles. <laughs> so, you know, I think I'm optimistic, honestly, about our upcoming generations and what they're going to do as leaders. Because yeah. when I look at my children, I see things in them that I would have never, ever thought of at their ages. Right. You know, when I'll tell a little story about my daughter, you know, she's almost eight. And like Kayla said, she is going to be a fierce leader. She's, you know, she just has such a heart. And last summer in the middle of the pandemic, she was having an off day and I could tell it and I could right. see it. And um, she ended up crying and I went up to her room and I was trying to talk to her. And at seven, yeah. she looked at me and with tears in her eyes and said, Mommy, why won't God make this go away? I know he can. And she did. I know yeah. without a doubt in my mind that at seven, she, she 100% knew that God could make this pandemic stop if he wanted to. Yeah. And I know that at seven, even though I believed I, I was saved at the age of seven. Right. I know that I didn't have that confidence and that assurance and yeah. that you know, whatever that she has already. Yeah. And so I'm very optimistic that our up and coming kids are going to, you know, be leaders way beyond what we were. Yeah. At, at well, and, and Logan, I mean, just to, I mean, we could call out kids, but since you're here and we're talking about yours, like, I mean, like you said that seven, almost eight and five and a half, and you've got, Emily, who's just, she has a heart for people mm. and for animals and just the the relation that she has with people in the leadership ability. I mean, she's mm -hmm. the weather girl at school. She is. And she has been since preschool. <laughs> yes. Like she comes up and she's very responsible and she should, I mean, that is her job. No one has to send her up. She knows exactly what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And then like, so that at seven, that leadership ability and she's not, it's not a proud thing like I don't know that everyone listening to this that's related to her knows that about her right, like right and so and the, but then you have Logan who is so inquisitive yes and like ask the questions and wants to know why he's the one who's going to be like well why do we do it that way yes. what and not in the two-year-old or three-year-old like why why mommy why like he's like well why do you hold it like that yes he's like well why is that the better way is that why and just the 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 way he is curious and the way he sees things mm -hmm. and understands things and Caleb has just the most sensitive soul like he is always smiling he's, he's so full of joy so i mean like in such an amazing way all the time of the way he's he's happy to see people and he just wants to be around people not in like um a needy but just uh i'm here for you yes like you're here well i want to be here yes. like that's where you're going well i'll come too like just happy all the time and again seven and five mm -hmm. and so like to know that you can see that and that that young of children and you can see 
so you and Tim can start encouraging that right. and speaking that into them and 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 working with them on that and, and that sort of thing. And again, I think that's what comes back, like you said, with high schoolers of like, so if you have a drive, like there are going to be adults who are going to try and tell you what to do. Absolutely. And they're going to try and you're going to have peers and people older than you that tell you you're ridiculous mm-hmm. and that tell you you can't or whatever. But there are going to be adults that say, hey, maybe take it slow. Mm-hmm. Not I don't believe in you. Yes. But hey. My parents would tell me all the time, we didn't have our dream house at 21. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's just like this idea of like, you came into the picture and start having a memory after we've been together for like 12 years. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's this idea of like, it's okay to take things slow. And it's also okay if things go fast. Mm -hmm. But leaders listen. They lean in. They take advice from people who have failed before Mm -hmm. they take advice from people who have succeeded before um and it's this idea of just again what's my lane what am what are my capabilities and on that other side of that who do i need to ask for help right and i think discernment is huge as a leader like you've got to know who you're trusting you know you've got to surround your people with people that you know, surround yourself with people who, you know, are going to have your back. Right. Um, but also that are going to be honest with you, even if it hurts. Because if you can't get that that person that's going to be like, hey, I know you say you're going to do it this way. But really, like, I think you need to step back and take a look and think about this again. Because if you don't have that person that or people that can be honest with you in that front, like you're you're gonna you're gonna fail right eventually something is gonna go wrong right and again like you may fail anyway exactly that's okay like I think that's the other thing is I heard a podcast a few weeks ago and he was talking about how the the generations coming up are they're the most informed anyone has ever been oh yeah right like they have every answer Mm -hmm. at at the tone of their voice Mm -hmm. and they can ask any question and get access to millions of articles or news sources or whatever. And so this idea of like, but because they have that so much access, it's almost like they're they think they can't fail. Mm -hmm. They think there can't be a mystery to anything. They think that, and I don't mean they us like we're kind of the same way. And this idea of, it's all right to not go from zero to a hundred and you know, life is kind of shoots and ladders and I hope that doesn't show our age. I hope everyone still knows what shoots and ladders <laughs> My kids still is. Play and ladders. Okay, good, okay. good. That's what I thought. Yeah. So it's a good old game that in Candyland. Yes. But so like, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes mm-hmm. you just can't help it. Sometimes you hit a shoot and sometimes you hit a ladder and sometimes you move one and it's neither. Right. You just and were moving forward. Absolutely. I mean, you and I both have, if we're honest, that issue of we don't like to fail. No. We we have a perfectionist attitude to us, yep. definitely. And that's something that I've seen in my kids, some of them more than others. Yeah. Um, but and and I think it's okay to strive to be our best. Yep. Absolutely. But we've got to give ourselves that grace. Yeah. And I, I know that has always been a struggle for me. It, again, since becoming a mother, that's 
gotten Change. a lot easier. <laughs> yes. But, you know, we, we've got to allow ourselves that grace. And even as a leader, you know, I'll be honest, as a boss at my job, I'm very confident in what I do as a therapist. Right. But with that being said, because of being a nine, there are times when I'm probably not the best boss because there are probably times when I should step up and address an issue way before I do. But because it's in my nature to not confront any kind of possible hostility or, you know, confrontation, I I avoid like the plague. And so there are times when I probably am not the best boss because I don't confront it as early as I should. Yeah. So I think, you know, you've got to have some grace, but you've also got to be responsible for your own actions. And so there are probably times where I've had to face some things that I maybe could have avoided had I stepped up earlier than I did. Yeah. And I think that's probably the, my, maybe my biggest takeaway. And I don't know that you can change it. So this is just me kind of encouraging, like, you know, I can't go back and like, if I could tell 18 year old Kayla this, it's just like, I don't know that I could change it. But um, I think there is a self-awareness that is super important. Now, there is a fine line between being self-aware and like self-centered. Oh, yes. Being a leader, I mean, that does not fall under leadership at all. Self-centered is not. But I think being a self-aware, again, it comes back to like knowing your capabilities, but it also comes back to knowing your tendencies. Like you're Mm -hmm. saying, like, you mean you're you're like, sometimes I may fall short, like because I – my personality does not like confrontation, mm-hmm. so I let things slide a little bit more. Whereas there may be another leader who's out there who's like, I'm maybe I should not be so harsh. Like maybe I don't need to confront my coworkers all the time because you know maybe yes. I should give them a little leeway and let them make a few more decisions because they're adults. You right. know what I mean? And so like I think, but the only way to know that and to grow personally as well as them for it there as a a leader and as a a sibling and a spouse and all that sort of thing I think is to to know your tendencies and that being self-aware is is continuous tedious work yes um it sometimes is not fun the Enneagram is fun except (laughs) it's not Right. If you're really digging in, it is not fun. Right. Because you're learning about because we all have things that we wish we didn't do. Yes. You know, we all have tendencies and and things that we could be better at, you know, but if you don't know that. Right. You can't fix it. And I I think back, you know, on last week or the last episode that you did with your dad, like you all talked about those leadership classes and things that we all have to go through and. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody likes those and they're not fun. But I do think that it's important and for anyone, and, and I'm t- talking even a leader of a family, you know, right? To, to find some way to make sure that you are becoming self-aware. You yeah. know, I just recently finished a devotional on an Enneagram type nine. And it, there were a lot of eye-opening things in there, you know? So whatever that is, whether it is a devotional or it's, you know, certain classes that you take or people you talk to or whatever, like if we're not working on becoming more self-aware, then really how are we ever going to improve ourselves? Right. In any 
role, but yeah. especially Especially as a leadership. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think for me, I feel like I waited until like I was almost like failing as a leader till I was like, for me, it was counseling. Right. But that was where I felt the safest place to start digging that kind of stuff out because I just didn't even understand what was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't until like I was really like I said, I feel like I was. I saw things that I did not like in myself, but I felt like I had no control over them. Like, I'm like, why am I reacting this way? Yeah. And it was as a leader and that I was like, okay, something's going on here and I don't know how to fix it. Like somebody tell me. And so for me, that was counseling. But yeah, like you said, there's, there's no way to improve on it or to, to grow or move forward if you can't look inward and figure out kind of what's going on. So yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other thoughts, anything you wanted to say on leadership, the next generation, how to lead when you're not the leader? I just think, you know, working on ourselves to begin with, um, like we said, we were just talking about being self-aware. Like, I feel like if you are your best self, however that may look and however you have to get there, um, when we are our best selves, we can either be a huge supporter for that leader and or probably move ourselves forward toward a leadership role. Right. Um, but you know, like I said, I think it's important that even if we're not the leader, if the, if the goal of that group is important to us, then we have got to do our best still. Yep. Um, you know, you've got to still work for the greater good. Um, however that takes form for you. But I just think, you know, when I think about my children, you know, I just pray that they learn their strengths. Right. Um, and that, you know, hopefully my husband and I can help foster that for them um, and and be as encouraging in that area as we can. Um, and I hope the kids growing up just realize their capabilities, you know. It, right. These young teenagers can do such amazing things. Um, so. Yes. Hopefully, as we continue to foster that as leaders of our family, we can encourage them right. to become leaders in their community and their school and whatever else. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think and I think that's why I can agree with you on the fact that I am very hopeful for our younger leaders. Um, I have no issue following someone who's younger than me. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I have coworkers. I have, you know people I was even in school with you know that were younger but they their capability was stronger than mine in other areas and so um age doesn't necessarily play a part wisdom and experience sometimes go hand in hand so again I think you have a really good point at make sure you've got some people who've kind of been in the area that are going to support you Mm -hmm. um who maybe have had some experience that you can lean on and actually trust. So that way when that, I feel like when that criticism comes Mm -hmm. or that, Ooh, pump the brakes, you can trust them. Right. Cause they're not just an adult who's trying to tell you what to do. They're an adult who has your best interest, but also, um, has kind of been there and like, Hey, this is what I experienced. So it's a, a good leader listens to other leaders. Absolutely. Um, And I think that's, that's really important too. So, All right. Well, the last question. I'm interested about this because I don't know that you and I have ever been to a coffee shop together. 
we have okay a where very did we long go time ago daily grind when it used to be there oh i do believe yeah. when you came and stayed with me one time at wesleyan when i was in college yeah we went to the daily grind we did wow so many moons ago yeah no kidding <laughs> i forgot about that completely uh-huh. oh the daily grind they get a shout out i'm all the time. So they were wonderful. God yes. bless them. Yes. Rest in peace, Daily Grind. Da- yes, but, absolutely. Okay, so the last question. Your coffee shop beverage of choice. So you do know I don't drink coffee. You don't. In any form. <laughs> so if I'm going to a coffee shop, if I'm getting something hot, yep, I'm getting a white hot chocolate. Oh, okay. Wouldn't have guessed that. That is my absolute favorite. Gotcha. White hot chocolate. Okay. If I'm getting something cold, I'm probably getting some sort of a fruit smoothie. Yep. Or the cat's claw. Shout out Wesleyan again. Yes. I used to love their Oreo smoothies. Oh, they did have good. They were very good. They were good. But probably if I'm doing something cold, it's a smoothie of some sort. Yeah, I probably would have guessed that. Yes. I wouldn't. I would have just done regular hot chocolate. Oh. Because I know you're, do you do hot tea? Occasionally. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would have went hot chocolate way before hot tea because I, I wasn't sure. I did not used to do hot tea until I went to Russia. And then, of course, yeah. you have hot tea after every meal in Russia. Right. So I I do a little bit more now than I yeah. used to. I usually don't unless I'm like sick or something. But yes. um, yeah, I wouldn't have got the white hot chocolate though. So that's good to know. Yes. Put that in the. That's why I was like going through. I'm like, I don't, I, how, I guess really, I probably wasn't really in my coffee shop love. Oh no. I mean, I, we're talking probably you yeah. were high school. Yes. Cause I, I'm thinking it was probably you're, 15. Yeah. Cause you're ago. five years ahead of me, right? Yes. Six years ahead and it wasn't my freshman year. It was either my sophomore or junior year. I think that you came over and you stayed the night with me. Yeah, there's your sophomore year. Yes, so we're talking mm-hmm. like 2005. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because it was years ago. It was after. Uh, no, no, that was. I was gonna say it was after uh, the science fair, but that was the freshman year that I just came over. Yes. But holy moly! Wow, what a throwback! <laughs> I didn't even remember that till you said that. That I had been there with you, but you're right. That yep. was it. Oh man. Well. Well, shout out to the Daily Grind and Wesleyan. Good old cat's ball. What memories. Yes. But um, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Like I said, guys, I think this will probably uh, wrap up our leadership series. There may be a surprise episode. I haven't convinced myself of it yet, though, but I keep thinking about it, and I think we may throw another one out there, but um, it'll have a bunch of fun, um, different guests on it so now i feel like i have to do it because i've just piqued everybody's interest so (laughs) hold myself accountable (laughs) yeah i guess so but um yeah thanks for coming on and um y'all go out and be great leaders well friends i hope you feel encouraged and inspired today as we're finding how to navigate through life in the here and now i would love to hear from you and keep this conversation going You can find me over on Instagram at underscore K-L-A-B or on Facebook there if you'd like. I really cannot wait to hear your all's thoughts on this conversation that I had with Kelly. 
I agree with her. I am so inspired and hopeful by those that I see as leaders who don't necessarily have the title, whether that's because they're younger or just because they haven't um, been gifted that title yet by a corporation. Or like I said, maybe things have shifted around and it's just that they don't have that leadership role um, on the front plate of their desk. But yet I can still see where a lot of my friends, where you all are showing up as leaders. And I'm very encouraged and thankful for you. So, but no matter where you are today, I hope that you love yourself well, enjoy the day, and continue to be kind. Bye, friends. Thank you.